You're listening to the Coach and Joe podcast, conversations on friendship with God. Welcome to Coach and Joe. What's up? We look a little bit alike today. Yeah, we both got some sun. You typically, I was on a plane the other day and I was noticing you wear a black t shirt about 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. Why? You don't have a lot of clothes, I've noticed. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You're making me the least eligible bachelor right now. And no, I have noticed this. But I wear I'm, one color clothes. I don't have many clothes. I'm actually the same way. I don't I'm not really a big fashion person. Really. Like I, I could wear a black t shirt all the time. But I've noticed you don't matter of fact, you you have jeans in that, really. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. In a black t shirt. I'm pretty I'm pretty basic. And you said if you don't preach in black, you sweat through it. Mm-hmm. So if you wear white, what happens? Well, I don't know. Fannin told me I couldn't wear white doing this. There's, no, it wasn't Fannin. It was it was actually Mama Wendy. She said, with cameras, you can't wear white. And I said, well, is it hold true if I'm black? And she just looked at me kind of like that. I'm going to tell you something that... <laughs> All of our, a bunch of our podcast listeners just found out you were black. Oh, really? really? No, I just think about it. If they watch YouTube, they know. If oh, not... Good point. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something I bet you've never heard. We've never talked about this. What do you got? Why did high priests in the Old Testament have to wear white linen? When a priest ministered in the temple, he had to wear white linen. This is pretty incredible. To represent? Nope. He wasn't supposed to sweat. And if he sweated, it would show in the linen. And it's a picture. It's an old covenant picture of what's coming of our rest in Christ. And this is incredible. What? Have you never heard this? Are you making this up? No, I swear. Oh. So he had to wear white linen because he wasn't supposed to sweat. The Father's even showing me a picture right now. Let's go here with this whole this whole thing. Even in seasons of warfare. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what? I'm so tired of even hearing that word warfare. It just gives the enemy too much credit. Mm-hmm. In this world, you will have trouble. In life, we should be in, in white linen stages because I'm learning to do the Apostle John thing where I lean on him and rest. Yeah. I can be in the middle of a tense season. That's the cool thing to say. I'm, I'm, in, this season. I'm in a tense season. I've been in a tense season since I came on the earth. Christians have so many seasons, it's, it's, it's more than the four the earth has. I was born... You be in a new season twice a week. I was born butt-naked, spit out stuff out of my mouth, didn't know my mom, got nothing, screaming, they had to feed me. I mean, we get off to a rough start. But we do. Yep. You got these lights in your face, you're naked before the world. <laughs> anyway, I think we need to learn how to get to a place where you learn to rest. I think that's the whole point. What if burnout is even an illegal concept? People say, you know, I'm just, I just feel burned out. What if that's like made up? Is it possible? If, if a priest had to wear white linen in the Old Testament because he wasn't supposed to sweat, in other words, he's ministering more in God's power than his own power. What if people are burning out because we're not abiding. I, mean, I think that's why we do. I mean, I'm public enemy number one for that. I mean, shoot, I, I can go from rest to unrest in a matter of Yeah, you but know, you're different than when you first moved here. That's true. When you first moved here, you were a division one anxiety panic attack master. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, yes. But, I was but a that's division how you one were groomed. panic man. Yeah, but but in division one, mm-hmm. it's it's cutthroat. It is. Right, I had high pressure. I had a sales job in South Florida for two years. You know, you walk in every day and you'd see your, you know, your annual revenue that you brought to the company on the board. They'd rank you. You'd jump people. You'd fall down. Cut off line. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, you can't deny there. Uh, production. We live in a in a in a world that values production. I mean, God values production. He tells Adam and Eve that production is valuable. 
be fruitful and multiply, like produce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So a God that values production, obviously, when things get skewed by the enemy, the enemy's going to skew things that God made for us to be able to walk in and rest, which I personally believe is, is the ability to produce. Let's talk about margin. Okay. As oh, rest. Gosh. Remember the old days, the last time... Um, gosh, I hadn't written on a piece of notebook paper maybe in a decade. You know the parts of the margin? Yeah, oh yeah. Did you ever doodle on the margin? I did, actually, yes. Yeah. I used to draw Georgia football helmets in the margin. <laughs> I haven't thought about a margin in forever. And when I was a kid, I just, I just thought the margin was there just to relax with my pencil. Mm-hmm. I just just draw stuff. You you are a spiritual sign to me and Wendy. You're prophetic off the chart. Let's go the opposite side of the coin. Okay. What are the margin things in your life that are not, man, the Lord's blowing me up over this or he's showing me that. I have found that for me, this past week, I went to the West Coast with my wife. Mm -hmm. I took a book. It was very deep. It was on the story of Dean Smith, Mike Krzyzewski, and Jim Valvano. Good for you. It's called The Legends Club, written by John Feinstein. It's awesome. Sports book Mm -hmm. on the relationship between three iconic basketball coaches. You loved it. Loved it. I got lost in it. It's it was a margin for me because mm-hmm. it's that space in my life. I'm not. Le- Ooh, I feel um, Holy Spirit is man. My legs are cold. Yeah, give you that. Father wants for to sure. talk about margin. I love when he does this. I love it. It's. I have found that the margin parts of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not leading anyone. I'm not trying to solve some prophetic Rubik's cube. I'm not getting a word for anyone. I'm not studying for a sermon. I'm not thinking about conflict. I'm reading a book on three coaches. Mm -hmm. I have found that I bond with the Father just as much or more when I lean into margin Mm -hmm. as I do, even doing things like this, which I love this. But margin is where I'm not on. Yes. What's your margin? Fishing is one for me. I love fishing, man. Interesting. Um, so yeah, like I keep a bass pole in my car when I can, and if I see a pond, go go. That caught fish me off guard the first time you told me that. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'm from Minnesota, so you gotta understand that's the land of ten thousand lakes. Well, that catches me off guard too. When I think of Minnesota, I think of like people in their homes trying not to die. <laughs> die. <laughs> that's also a fact. You fish in the winter. Yeah, ice fishing. It's a real thing. It's actually pretty ridiculous. I mean, you can put a whole house, basically, an ice hut, an ice house on the lake. Cut a hole. You can have a fire in there. You can have a TV, it's 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 pretty incredible. But yeah, so fishing fishing's one for me, but the thing I think it's important too to talk about what can rob margin from you. Right? Because before we go there, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Before we go there. What does fishing do for you? Like don't even you okay. don't even have to sound poetic. Is, Why do you what tell be, me about because it? Because the only way I'll have success is if God says yes in it. Because I look, you can I I think you can learn the lakes, you can learn the nuances of fishing. I, I mean, I do think you can increase your skill and ability, but at the end of the day, man, you can't get a fish to place your life. I mean, you could be a professional fisherman and fish for 20 times and not catch a dang fish. Are you more relaxed you know? fishing than anything else? Yes. Because even music for me, like, I, like I'm like i a musician. You know, some people really unwind. Music, to me, I feel on still because I'm constantly critiquing. I'm constantly aware of the technique I'm playing with. If I miss a note, I know. And so music's not really a, a restful place for me. And I will say this, there are a few people of peace in my life that I feel like if I'm talking to or if I'm just sitting next to, there's no expectation. You know, on the other end of that spectrum, like there are people you can feel a pull and a draw on you, which that's a part of life. Like we all 
engage in life. There's different roles we have within our jobs and our families, right? Like as a father, there's going to be times where your kids are drawing on you. You know, but there's also times where you and Sammy sit and don't say a word. I love sitting down in your basement and watch The Office with Sam Mm -hmm. and just be. We, I can't remember where we were going. I think a golf tournament. For an hour and a half, I don't think me and Sam said a word to each other. He's a person of peace to you. Yeah. Now, you go on a trip with my wife. Very different. She's she she's a talker. Also a person of peace to you, but it looks different. Yes. She, yeah, very much so. Sam, you, you, if you spied on us, you would think something's wrong with us. <laughs> what, uh, any other margins? You know, he, he's... Honestly, I struggle in this area of my life. Uh, yeah, because I think you do too, and I, I and, that, <laughs> and, that, and that's why that's why I I'm gonna keep digging a little bit. No, no, there's not a ton. I mean, you I'm know, not I, beating you up; just being I, objective. I here. know, I know, I, I struggle, man. Like, I I really enjoy spending time with you. So, like, when we watch a movie or just hang out or eat a good meal, that for me is great. Brittany Banks, who's like a sister to me, I mean, she's. I think I think I know what she's an awesome person to be. You around. love to play recreational basketball. I see, but even still, that's not a margin for me. I'm I'm on what it. What the heck? It, oh, you're trying to win. Yeah, yeah. I think I you know, and some people, is golf a margin for you? Or are you overly technical in your head when you're playing golf? Uh, it's a margin. Is it really? Yeah. That that's awesome because yeah. I struggle to be in sports and and shut yeah. off the. I just uh, got to play Pebble thing. Beach. I made a hole-in-one on number seven at Pebble Beach. That's a side story. It's amazing that you did that. Yeah, I just want to focus on me for a second. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> go, go right ahead, man. No, I'm, but I just went to Pebble Beach. Guys, he hit a hole-in-one. I did, on seven, the most iconic par three in the world. But that's... What did that feel like? I asked myself into my own heart. <laughs> um, no, really what it felt like was... Uh, whenever I'm speechless... I'm connecting with God. Were people going crazy on the course? Mm-hmm. Did they mob you? It was wild. But like number eight, Jack Nichols said, is the, the greatest hole in golf. And even if you don't like golf, number seven is, if you if you YouTube seven and eight at Pebble Beach, the, the, the scenes are just panoramic, Pacific Ocean, 50-foot, 60, 80-foot drop, rocks. And like for me, taking that book out there to read that wasn't a Christian book, Playing golf, I got to play golf at Spyglass. Uh, eating some good meals, pasta, uh, maybe. I uh, I've just found I don't see myself as a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to be good friends with God, and I've been I've been through this past season. It's just been a really trying season of mm-hmm. some of the things that God has had intentionally had me and my wife walk through in leadership, and. Uh, really past couple of years just noticing that margin is not absent of the rest of the page. Mm-hmm. Margin is not, margin's in the middle of chaos. Right. Jesus said in this world you're going to have trouble. But here's what I found with a lot of uh, young people even like you Joe with high integrity and prophetic off the chart I've noticed that a lot of times people that are wired like you they have to learn margin the way that you learn a language. Yeah. So the, this isn't to beat you up at all. Not at all. I don't feel that from you. It's not that. But here, here's the dark side of this conversation. If you don't learn margin, at some point, it'll catch up to you. Yeah. Uh, one of the books I had to read for my doctoral program was a book called Margin mm-hmm. by a doctor. 
And this doctor believes that many, if not most, of his patients that have come to him over his career, their physical ailments and their emotional problems stem from a lack of the doodle margin. That's crazy. I mean, think about this. What if we have made things spiritual and God sees fishing as spiritual? Well, I think he does. I think God, I mean, all of creation testifies to the glory of who God is, which means there's an encounter with God on your walk. There's an encounter with God in your car. There's an encounter with God with the little kid that you're holding his hand is across the street, you know, and I think the th- just it is pervasive, you know, in, in a lot of cultures, but I think specifically in the Southeast, I do think in the Bible Belt, you know, that that church on Sunday is, is God's day. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the day where you're going to go and, and give him the glory. But I think there's something about the corporate gathering that's beautiful. But when you catch a revelation that God's day is every moment of every second of every minute, that he holds all things together, that the breath in your lungs right now, Chad Norris, is because God is breathing his Ruach, his breath into you. Like that's when, oh my gosh, I don't need to feel pressed to get in holy, holy mode. I am in holy mode because God lives in me. Mm-hmm. So you can find him. You can find him in the boring. You mm-hmm. preach the message of boring. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the God of the boring. Boring brings a breakthrough. He's like, a crock pot God. He really T- is. Tomorrow, I'm, I'm, my alarm's going to go off at 5 a.m. And I'm going to drive two hours. And I'm going to meet 11 other guys that I've known most of my life. And the course is not even that nice. It's in Lincolnton, Georgia a place called Rocky Branch. I just got back from Pebble Beach. You're going to Rocky Branch. And now I'm going to Rocky Branch. I want you to picture going to a five-star dinner with the literal president of the United States of America. By the way, when I was at Pebble, the vice president was there. No, he was not. Yeah, that's how nice the place is. Yeah, Pence was playing golf. Imagine going from wow from a, a meal with the president to like Taco Bell that's running out of business. <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is this. Tomorrow to me is spiritual. We will play 36 holes. I will be so sore at the end of the day. Uh, we'll tell the same stories that we've told the last 15 years. We, we just got to be careful of what we see as spiritual. Yeah. Because for some of you who are listening to me right now, and I'm serious when I say this, the most spiritual thing you can do this week is to take a nap for the first time in maybe a year. Um, it, God's been teaching me about Sabbath and margin a lot. And it's pretty funny. Six weeks ago, I have, I just don't take naps. I can't. And I was really tired on a Friday. And I laid down to take a nap. And I woke up to 232 text messages back and forth because all you guys thought I died. 232? Y'all thought I died. Because what had happened is my <laughs> my buddies and my wife and you, my brother and sister, and people were texting back and forth trying to my dad. My dad doesn't even text, and he's sending me text. <laughs> the whole point is this. I overslept. My son had to stay at school for an extra hour. <laughs> they, everyone thought I had died. But the point is this. my I was so tired. And my emotions and the cells in my body, like my, what I've been going through and some of the stuff God's been t- taking me through, I didn't realize how tired I was. Yeah. I think, I think when you start evaluating what your margin is, then you realize how much you need margin. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. I, the Father's showing me a picture right now. Mm-hmm. If the Lord were to manifest and lead us in whatever our own sphere of influences are, whether you're a student and you lead a small group or a business owner or Joe or me as a lead pastor or a coach, whatever it is, we would be shocked at the rhythms of Jesus Christ's life if he were to show up into Pastor Bridgeway. 
I'm telling you, it would trigger so many people, not just on what he would teach, but on, on the rhythm of his life. How he would live. Yeah. So first 12 years of his life, he shows up once, and that's at the temple when he's 12. He disappears for 18 years, and then he only does ministry three years. And three out of the three years of ministry, 18 months of that ministry, he wasn't doing public ministry. Jesus believes in margin. He loves margin. And I've never seen anyone accidentally stumble into margin. Mm -mm. I've never seen anyone accidentally stumble into rest. You have to choose into it. May margin be a part of your life. Go in peace. You've been listening to Coach and Joe. For more information and additional content, please visit bridgewaynetwork.org.